It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know who that's? From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And it is time to break down the film of Ahmad Sauce Gardner Who was the Jets' number one pick in the 2022 NFL Draft Number four overall And so to do that we bring in our friend who is the Thunder From down under, Mr. Luke Grant Luke, you made a fantastic video over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Really excited to talk about it with you. Yeah, I'm excited to break down the tape. I mean, I think the Jets were in a fantastic position, whether it was going to be Sauce or Thibodeau. The Jets go for Sauce Gardner. He's a fantastic scheme fit here in the Salah defense. And every time I watched the tape, you just found something else to fall in love with him about. I made an initial breakdown. I went through kind of his holistic game and everything he did well. But then I went back in the video that I made recently, just looked at him as a press man corner and what he can do on big downs for your football team. And I'm just super excited to see him in green and white this fall. Luke, when Mark Ross came on the show, he said he thought Sauce Gardner was the best player in the draft. And it was mostly because he looked at his tape and saw almost nothing but strengths. Not that he was a perfect prospect, but he didn't have any real glaring weaknesses. Before we get into each part of his game, is that more or less what you saw when you watched the tape? That's exactly it. I mean, even if you take away the high-end play, which was definitely there, the reason why you could understand people souring on Stingley, I wasn't one of those people, but was because of the injuries or because the tape got a little bit worse in three games in 2021 and he gave up a couple more deep completions. With Sauce, it just wasn't there. You know, it's pretty well known that if you threw the ball into the dirt on every single play, you would have had a higher passer rating than you would have targeting Sauce Gardner throughout his college career. Just an incredible ability to do everything at a high level. There are no holes, there are no weaknesses, and that's going to translate in the NFL. Luke, you have two videos up on our YouTube channel on Sauce Gardner, and for anybody who hasn't watched them yet, I highly suggest you go ahead and watch both of them. But the most recent one that you put together, as you said, really focuses on his ability in press man coverage. Tell me a little bit about that. Source's hand usage and his length at the line of scrimmage and ability to jam receivers and to dominate. You know, we think of the cornerback position as such a reactory position. So in other words, they're just reacting to what the wide receiver does, similar to an offensive tackle in pass protection. He changes that. He changes the relationship between those two positions. He's able to dictate where he wants the wide receiver to go. He's fantastic at jamming guys to the outside, using the length and the extension, and then squeezing them with his body and towards the sideline. Whether it's in man, whether it's in a press bail in a zone, which Sulla loved to do in San Francisco with, um, obviously with Richard Sherman. So I think it's just a perfect fit here. I just looked at the techniques and how um, technically savvy he was. 
you know, sometimes you see these corners in college stabbing with the wrong hand in press. And if the receiver beats them to the outside, then suddenly their hips are turned in the wrong direction and they're going to give up a, a very long touchdown or a long play. The reason that Source didn't do that and why he was ultra consistent at Cincinnati was because he was so technically proficient, he understood the ins and outs of his position, especially in press. And it was really the basis of everything he did. If you can dominate the line of scrimmage and you don't let the receiver win in the first one to one and a half seconds of a route, there's a good chance the the quarterback is going to then look in another direction and you're going to have a free play. And Sauce Gardner had a ton of those. He wins early, he wins often, and he does it with his hand placement, fluid hip flip, and an understanding of how to utilize the sideline as an extra defender. So I thought in man press, he was phenomenal, Scott. But just his press in general was at an elite level, probably the best I've seen in the last four or five years. And that is just going to be literally the ideal fit in the Robert Sala defense. And in today's NFL, when you have so many mobile quarterbacks who can buy time with their legs, and you've got four or five seconds that you've got to be able to hold a guy, Sauce Gardner's ability to do what you just talked about is extremely important. Yeah, go and watch the Notre Dame game if you want to talk about a guy locking people down from the minute they leave the line of scrimmage all the way through the rep. There were reps that went on for four or five seconds like that. I'm not saying there was necessarily the quarterback mobility, but these extended reps and plays and broken plays, his ability to stick with it, to understand positioning, how to sit in the pocket of the wide receiver and just shut it down completely. But as I said, it all starts at the line of scrimmage. It all starts with getting your hands on him and utilizing you know, the wingspan that he has as a six foot two, six foot three corner. And Source did it so well and... What I'm excited about seeing is with him on one side and DJ, uh, sorry, DJ Reed, are they going to play a lot of man coverage on first and second down? Are they still going to play a lot of zone? Because both of them can do it. There are so many options now because the Jets couldn't play man coverage last year. They couldn't press on third down. They finally have the ability to do so. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Luke, not only do the Jets have the ability to press on third down, which, as you said, they weren't able to do last year, they can also play zone at a much higher level. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed are both very capable of that. Tell me a little bit more about what you saw on the tape of Sauce Gardner playing in zone at Cincinnati. I mean, it was almost equally as good, and that kind of sums up the Sauce Gardner tape. While he was so dominant at the line of scrimmage and that took your attention, it's easy to forget about the zone coverage. This is a guy who had three interceptions his last two years in college, and he had a couple of pick sixes in his career. And the majority of those came when his eyes were in the backfield, and your ability to do that is increased when you're in zone coverage. He has innate ability to understand when to squeeze people and leverage in zone coverage, that if he gets a little deeper in his drop, he'll take away the comeback route and then can get downhill quickly and jam on the flat. One of the criticisms people did have of Source Gardner was that he's a very leggy athlete and his transition step, so what that is, his ability to go from a back pedal to then close and get downhill was a little bit choppy because of the length. I still think for a guy that size, he was really good in this regard. And there were some excellent examples against Alabama. He had a play not in zone coverage, but where he kind of shed and released and got Jamison Williams in the flat. His ability to close was impressive. So he's cerebral, he's got length. And where that plays, and I talked about this with the DJ Reed um, podcast a couple of months ago, Scott, when you're in zone coverage and you're six foot two and you've got the wingspan and you're in a great position, the quarterback is not going to have the ability to throw the ball over you. Source Gardner understands positioning so well. When he gets in a spot and he beats the receiver to that spot and he parks himself there, 
He knows the ball's not coming. And if it does, it's going to be an interception to number one. So I think Source is a natural playing zone. And I just keep thinking in my head, if Salah wants to play a lot of cover three, cover four, which this scheme often requires, and you do it from a press bail technique, and then you let him roam with his eyes in the backfield and an eye on the quarterback and reading these concepts and passing guys in zone coverage, the Jets are finally going to start turning the ball over. And that's the, um, I guess, benefit of playing zone is that turnovers come at a higher frequency. And I think they're going to come in bunches this year with DJ Reed, but predominantly with Source Gardner. The physical tools combined with the incredible instinct, I think, is what makes Gardner such an outstanding prospect, right? I mean, how many guys do you know that are, you know, six foot two, six foot three, have good ball skills? He's terrific at high pointing the ball, but then also run a four three nine at the combine. Like this dude is a freaky athlete. And then, as you said, you put that with the instincts and the cerebral nature in which Source Gardner plays the game, plays the position, you get that very special combination. There aren't many people who read the game as well as him, but there also aren't as many athletes, aren't very many athletes who are of that higher level that play the corner spot. A lot of them are playing wide receiver in the NFL now, defensive end in a different way. So it's just exciting to see a guy that can legitimately be a shutdown corner, but can also lead to a high volume of turnovers because the Jets really haven't had that since Revis. We're all aware of that. And I think they've done a great job of introducing two or three pieces to this secondary immediately that have allowed them to go from, in my estimation, the worst secondary in the NFL to pretty middle of the pack. And that's exciting. And I think it's got a high potential too. So Source Gardener's athleticism, Source Gardener's instincts, they're just a perfect combination. Luke, you talked about Gardner's ability to get turnovers, and that's big because we know that the Jets really wanted cornerbacks who have an ability to get the other team to turn the ball over to them. That was something that Bryce Hall and Brennan Eccles were not very good at. Bryce Hall specifically, that was a big complaint with him. As far as Sauce Gardner, talk a little bit more about his ball skills and his ability to get turnovers and then how he's going to complement with DJ Reed. How are the two of them going to fit together? I mean, the ball skills are terrific. I'm not going to say they're the best in the class because if you put on Derek Stingley's freshman tape, it looks like a wide receiver out there just absolutely mossing people. But his ability to make extended catches away from his frame, in his back pedal, high point the football, is fantastic. And I talked about the instincts as far as where to position his body and beating a receiver to a spot. When you put those two things together, the turnovers just tend to keep on coming. you got to remember, guys, this is an athlete or a position uh, in the corner spot where you pick on the weakest link. And Source Gardner was always the strongest in that Cincinnati secondary. He wasn't getting targeted frequently at all. And he still managed six turnovers over the last two seasons combined. So I think you can just, that attests to how good he is. And when the ball is thrown in his direction, there's a very good chance he's either going to break up the pass or he's going to come away with it. And you said it, that was the knock on Bryce Hall. Had a lot of pass breakups over the last two years. Number five in the NFL over that span in pass breakups but only have one interception. Same with Brandon Eccles. So you get guys that can start making plays on the football. And not only that, take it for six. How long has it been since we've seen with any regularity or even once the Jets have a touchdown on special teams or a pick six on defense? The last one that pops to my mind, honestly, is Antonio Allen against the Patriots. And there's obviously been, you know, touchdowns since then defensively, but it's been too long. They haven't had legitimate playmakers, legitimate threats that you always feel like, 
you know what, Source just needs to go and make a play. It's like every time you turn on the Rams game, different position, but you go, I just know that Aaron Donald's got a chance to turn this ball over. I think Source can be that kind of force multiplier, and that on this defense is going to give the offense a much better chance to succeed. Teaming him with DJ Reed, the fit there together. Tell me a little bit more about that, as well as his overall fit in the Robert Salas scheme, because I've said this many times, I think he's a perfect fit. Richard Sherman, who played in that scheme more than once in Seattle, Legion of Boom, then goes with Robert Sala to San Francisco, plays in the system there. He says he believes Sauce Gardner would be a perfect fit in the system. Tell me a little bit about why. Yeah, I mean, starting with the question about DJ Reed, they are two of the longest limbed and, and lengthy. I mean, DJ Reed's five foot nine, five foot ten. Small guy, right? He's got the wingspan of a six foot three player. He and Source Gardner's length in the throwing lanes and the ability to, to play long in zone is going to be huge. So that's fantastic. And I love that combination. As far as why Source is such a great fit in this game, you're right. A lot of people ironically compared Source Gardner to Richard Sherman with slightly more fluidity and a slightly better athlete, but he's got those instincts. He's got the press ability. And that's what this offense is. On first and second down, almost every single time last year, you saw the Jets playing cover three, cover four, predominantly cover three. So you're playing zone, butt to the sideline, eyes in the backfield. We talked just then about how good Source Gardner is in those situations. Then you throw in the ability to press bail, and that puts more pressure on the receiver on first and second down. And then on third down, Robert Sulla wants to jump into cover one, man press, and just make your life hell, bring some pressure even with a, four, a fifth rusher, and just see if you can make a good decision. If anyone's going to get open, Source Gardner is going to elevate that. You know, you think about the best iterations of this defense in the NFL, and you talked about the two with Richard Sherman in Seattle and San Francisco. You then pivot to Jacksonville, which was extremely successful a few years ago, and they had Jalen Ramsey. Every single time this offense, sorry, this defense was successful, it's had a premier corner. And that's why I didn't understand the, the talk pre-draft that corner wasn't a great option for the Jets. Source was made in a lab to play in this defense. Sam Monson from PFF, he's hit the nail on the head throughout. He said, literally, if you could put him on any team, in any scheme, this is the one that best suits Source Gardner's strengths. And that's pretty exciting if you're a Jets fan. That's one thing that Richard Sherman said is that he was perfect for this defense and this scheme. He said that months ago. But one thing that Richard Sherman did point out, and this might be the one weakness in Gardner's game, and I wanted to know what you think about how fixable it is, is that he does have a tendency to get a little bit grabby. At the college level, they don't get you as much for it. But in the NFL, it could lead to some penalties. How easy do you think that'll be for him to fix? You know what? I think you'd rather a guy be more aggressive. We had this discussion and actually it was in my scouting report. I said, he's got a bit of JC Horn in him. And if you think about the way he played at South Carolina, there was a lot of grabbiness and you're right. It stands out on tape. Anyone who kind of has an idea of what they're doing, watching football, you can see it. I talked about the Notre Dame game earlier. He was literally holding a guy on one of the reps 15 yards down the field and just wrestling with this dude. And it wasn't called and you clap your hands because he's pushing the legal limits or even the illegal limits, I suppose. But you're right. It's definitely something he needs to work on. How fixable is it? It's super fixable. You put a couple of squash balls in his hand, you tape them up, you put on some boxing gloves and you say, go play man coverage. And you can still be physical at the line of scrimmage and you can still use your hands, but you can't literally grab onto the receiver. It's something we do over here in Australia with our rugby league tackling. People who want to tackle with their hands, you want to get better shoulder contact, you use those kind of drills. So it's easy to get away from it. I think he did it so often because he was not getting called for it. So then why wouldn't you push that boundary? Why wouldn't you take that advantage? So 
it's not something that worries me. He's a physical dude uh, and he's going to find ways to have success without grabbing because he's got the length, he's got the hand placement, the technique, and then he's just got the natural athleticism and ability. So Richard Sherman's right. A little grabby on tape, but no concerns moving forward. Luke, beyond the pass coverage, which is obviously what he's best known for and his number one attribute, Gardner can do other things that are very important too, including be an ace run defender. We saw this in the college football playoff against Alabama. He made some really nice tackles. Talk to me about his ability to tackle and his ability to play the run. Yeah, it's something that this defense, this offense, both both systems really covered is the ability to be physical on the perimeter and to win on the perimeter. And Sauce Gardner is a very willing defender. He's got great length, which helps him make tackles outside of his frame. Um, he's got the speed and acceleration to close down angles. I referenced a play earlier where not in the run game, but in that kind of RPO screen where he made a fantastic play closing on Jameson Williams in space. You've seen him take on running backs. Um, he's physical, he's willing. And I always talk about with corners, you may not be perfect, same as a running back in pass protection, but if you're willing and you're physical, then you're going to do a pretty good job. He's got that. Plus he's got the athletic tools. So his run defense is of a very high level. And the other thing I want to talk about a little is his blitzing and his ability to blitz. Because when you think about the Robert Sala scheme and, and where pressure is going to come from, often you think about the nickel corner spot. And that's why I thought Michael Carter was quite a good fit. But if you look at the Tennessee game last year, the, um, the Cincinnati game, Bryce Hall was used a little bit on some blitzes, which is not something you typically see your outside corners on these fire blitzes. I'm telling you, Source Gardner was super effective. I think he had three sacks last year. Uh, he had a fumble in one of the games I watched. I think it might have been against SMU. So he's got a really natural ability to uh, disguise his blitzes really well, similar to when he's playing press coverage and zone. Sometimes it's not easy to see what he's doing. So when you throw in the ability to blitz as well and that length, and that speed and that ability to get downhill in a hurry, it just is another string that he has to his bow. So I'd say his ability to run, def- to run defend, but also blitz, there's just there's so much to love about his game. It's the holistic package, and it's that versatility that's going to give Robert, Fa- Robert Sala the best problems possible because he's going to have so many ideas on how he's going to deploy Source Gardner and how that's going to make this defense better. You brought up Sauce Gardner's matchup against Jamison Williams, and they didn't have a ton of reps against each other, but when they did go head-to-head, Sauce Gardner did very, very well. There have been some criticisms of Gardner that obviously he can't help, which is that he didn't play the best competition, who is the best receiver that he shut down, and people will point to the reps against Jamison Williams. I would also say that as a freshman, you go back and watch him against UCF when he went up against Gabe Davis, and he shut Gabe Davis down, and we've seen what Gabe Davis has become in the NFL. He had an incredible playoff game, but he's become a really good receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Is there any validity to the worry about the level of competition? Because going through the tape and again, seeing him his freshman year against Gabe Davis and seeing those reps against Jamison Williams, for example, put my mind at ease. I'm not really worried about it. And as you said, the instincts combined with the physical tools showed me everything I needed to see. But is there anything there that would concern you in terms of that criticism about Sauce Gardner, that he didn't play the top-level competition. He wasn't in the SEC as somebody like Derek Stingley was, and so maybe he's not 
as cut out for this level of competition. Maybe he'll struggle off the bat against receivers like his old friend Gabe Davis, Stephen Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. And to be fair, any corner is going to struggle with those guys to some extent. But there are people that are worried there's going to be a really massive learning curve for him because of the level of competition he played against. There's not a concern in the world for me with that with Sauce. I mean, I went through this with Zach Wilson last year and you kind of understood some of those concerns that were slightly more valid with Sauce. You've seen him against schools like Notre Dame and Alabama. You talked about Jamison Williams. I have as well. Some of the reps he had in that game were were really impressive. Um, He kept a lot of those receivers quiet. And in the first half, I thought Cincinnati were pretty fantastic defensively considering the disparity in talent, which everyone has going up against Alabama. In conjunction with that, you look at what he has to do at practice every day. Alec Pierce is a good receiver, man. When you go against a guy who's a second-round pick and an excellent athlete and he's long and he's impressive athletically, you know, that's a great challenge every day. And that's something that has definitely sharpened him. And iron sharpens iron. And he had some great battles, I'm sure, throughout the summers and in the camps with Alec Pierce as well. So I don't have any concerns. I think Source is going to come in week one and be the, the number one corner for the Jets. There was a time where you kind of thought about the cornerback position and thought, gee, it takes a while to adjust and more young rookies out there. It's just not a thing anymore. Patrick Satan was fantastic last year. When JC Horn was healthy, I thought he was really good too. You saw some flashes from uh, Caleb Farley. Uh, We go back a couple of years. Lattimore did extremely well in his first year. So I don't think there's an issue as far as competition and what he faced in college. And I definitely don't think there's going to be an extreme learning curve or a big jump to the NFL. Source is ready to go. And I'm looking forward to seeing him week one, week two. These kind of matchups he's going to have all the way through the slate, but particularly against the, um, the Ravens. And the Browns, I think there's an opportunity for him because it's not the high caliber receivers before you start getting into guys like Jamar Chase in week four. Anything else about Sauce Gardner that we didn't touch on yet that you think is worth mentioning, Luke? I mean, I've talked about the versatility. I've talked about the length, the man, the zone, what he can do in the run defense. I just I just want to say he's another fantastic human. He's another guy who you can tell that Robert Sala, he said it, it was Sauce all along. Detroit kid clicked with Salah instant, uh, instantly. He's a hard worker, but he's also that guy who is humble. And yeah, he's got the jewelry and he talks a big game, but he gets on the field, he puts in the work, he's a film rat, all those kind of things that you love. Another high character football player. And the Jets have built a core right now where you can kind of see that they have an opportunity in the next two years to have some superstars on the field. And the Jets, we haven't had that. So I'm excited to w- watch Source work. And I think the elevation that he's going to help this defense and the step they're going to take forward this year, it's predominantly going to be because of Sauce Gardner. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down Sauce Gardner's tape with me. Really appreciate it. For those that haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, haven't watched our videos yet, You are really missing out. Luke has put together some tremendous videos on our channel, including a couple on Sauce Gardner. So go ahead and check those out now. Subscribe if you haven't already. And visit our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. Luke, I think you know a thing or two about what we have up at the store as well. Talk a little bit about what people have in store for them when they visit our YouTube channel and when they go to our store at tpublic.com. Yeah, the tea public stuff is really cool, Scott. Um, awesome designs over there. My partner, Alex, has helped out with that process. She's underscore can I be frank on IG. Make sure you check her out. She's got tons of artwork. Does a fantastic job. Um, we've got the Zach the Ripper range, the Zach Wilson says long, and that image of him pointing downfield to Corey Davis against the Tennessee Titans. 
We've got the Quinn and Williams, John Franklin Myers merch. There's going to be more stuff coming. So make sure you check it out over there. And uh, and you can check out Scott's bio on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. It's all in there. Um, and then across on the YouTube channel, look, we have literally dived into every single rookie selection from Michael Clemens to Wilson, Sauce, Jermaine Johnson's got two videos up there, Jeremy Ruckett. There's a video on all of those guys, Brees Hall as well. Next, what's coming up? There's going to be some stuff on some of the undrafted free agents, maybe a Quinn and Williams and why he can take the step forward in 2022. But the piece I'm looking forward to is going to be about George Fant and comparing how he played last year at left tackle to how he's played in 2020 on the right side of the line and how that projects moving forward and how that goes into decision-making for who plays where for the Jets. So plenty of things coming. Make sure you subscribe, support the channel because there's going to be a whole lot of content before we get into the season. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel on YouTube and be sure to visit our store at tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. And also give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.